welcome to the Limitless Hairdresser Podcast, where we believe that you deserve to live the life of your dreams, and we are here to help you make that happen. I am your host, Kelly Mason, and welcome to episode number 24. This episode is going to be so much fun, so I hope that you've got like your popcorn and your wine or your tea and like a comfy blankie to hang out and listen to this one because it is a slumber party. (laughs) Yes, it really is a girl jam, full-blown. We were in our jammies recording this, and it is a really cool and informative and collaborative hairdresser conversation. So what happened was we were in the midst of the beginning of the year tour, speaking tour, Cammie, who runs the Instagram page and she's the director of communications, and I schlepped all over the U.S., (laughs) starting in California, and we recorded a podcast there, did a speaking engagement at the Pro Beauty Association Beacon, and then popped over to New Orleans to hang out with my fam at the Left Brain Group. And have so much fun at the annual Bayou St. Blonde event. If you're not familiar with the Left Brain Group, they are an amazing collaborative agency run by Erin Dietrich and her team. And what they do is get a bunch of us really amazing artists together and throw us a big party, (laughs) put us on stage, and let us showcase our work. And during the year when we're teaching classes, they help us to put on our programs and spread the word and just get all of this independent education out there that deserves to be um, experienced by the people, by all of you people. So huge shout out to the Left Brain Group. Thank you for making my life so much easier and bringing together this amazing group that I'm now a part of called the Conscious Collective. It's so cool to have um, a group of people who are like-minded and be able to form a family and a friendship so huge shout out to the lbg i love you aaron you guys are amazing make sure to go follow them at the leftbraingroup.com find them on instagram the left brain group and check out all the awesome artists and make sure you come hang out with us at bayou saint blonde next year so you don't miss out on the pajama party obviously so who's in the pajama party it is me kelly hello and we have Kate Ambers, owner of Soul Dresser Retreats. We have Nicole Chikoki of Truth, Beauty, and Goodness out of New York City. We have Miss Roxy Jane Hunt of Free Your Hair. And then we have Brie Bird of Oracle Salon in Denver, Colorado. So I hope that you enjoy this really cool conversation. And if you're totally loving these style of episodes where we're collaborating and talking about some interesting things that maybe aren't the usual in the beauty industry, let us know. Shoot us a DM. Don't be afraid to reach out and talk to us. Take a screenshot of yourself listening to this episode. Tag your friends, tag your mama, tag your cousin, tag your uncle. Maybe not them, but tag your besties (laughs) so that they can hear too. We are really having so much fun creating this content and we want to know what you want to hear the most of. So Always, we're looking for your feedback, and we hope you enjoy this episode. So plug in and tune out and have some fun. Peace. Hello, and welcome to the Limitless Hairdresser podcast, the slumber party edition. (laughs) I'm here with a bunch of my friends in New Orleans for Bayou St. Blonde. 
put on by the left brain group and I'm with most members of the conscious collective plus one we adopted. (laughs) And, uh, I'm super excited because we just made a little pile of notes and, uh, we're just going to kind of jam out and hang out and read these and see what, where that takes us. So it's going to be a surprise for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know what's going to happen, but we hope you love it. Um, so I'm basically just going to go around the room and everyone's going to introduce themselves and say their name so you know who is speaking during this little collab. So yeah, I'm Kelly Mason. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Hi guys, I am Kate Ambers. I am the owner of Soul Dresser Retreats and I am so honored and grateful to be here. Hey, I'm Nicole Chikoki and I am Truth, Beauty, and Goodness. And I forgot my jammies for the jammy party. (laughs) But happy to be here. Hi, I'm Roxy Jane Hunt, and I'm here from Seattle, Washington, uh, with Free Your Hair. And uh, this is really cool to talk to you guys all here. (laughs) Hi, my name is Brie Bird, and I am from Denver. uh, Owner of Oracle Salon and Education, and... Yeah, just stoked to be here in a room full of amazing women. Woo. <laughs> I think we're all like dead right now because we've been <laughs> at Bayou St. Blonde all day long and uh, traveling. Traveling. So oh my gosh, so much travel. It looks like a rock star lifestyle, but it's really like, where's my grandma jammies? <laughs> and uh, I need a bottle of water. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. We were the people at CVS at the middle of the night buying like a package of water instead of like vodka or something, or a breast pump. (laughs) Was that you? Yeah, my breast pump broke like it did last time I was traveling. I had to buy a new one at CVS. They did have one. That's awesome. Great. (laughs) They got everything you need, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess let's just like pop into these notes because I think that'll be really fun and get us all like really uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) We did some things today. Um, Nicole did a part of her embutiment. I guess I'm just going to talk about today for a second. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Right. So Nicole did um, embutiment practitioner number one. Stepping up. Am I saying it right? Maybe you should just call them. Yeah. Embutiment practice number one. (laughs) Yeah, on beauty narratives. Yeah, yeah, and we did beauty narratives, and we were like talking about the things that we talk to ourselves that are negative, and the things that we talk about ourselves that are positive. And she had us do some exercises where we wrote down things like actually on paper. So mm-hmm. I thought it would be pretty fun to just have that be kind of a part of the theme tonight, where we mm-hmm. just kind of jam out on our thoughts and just be totally real with you guys right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I guess, what else did we do today? I opened up this morning with half of my program. (laughs) I flew in from California, and I was really tired. And, you know, sometimes you just got to go with flow and feel it out, feel it's right. And sometimes whatever you put down on paper originally or you think is going to be the thing that's going to happen isn't actually what you need to do in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I kind of threw my whole thing out the window. And we just got down with some really awesome meditation this morning to set the tone for the day, and it was really fun. But I think it was amazing. Like, wasn't amazing. I do think that even though, and, and and I'm honored that you kind of just took your curriculum and like 
threw it out the window. <laughs> they were like, the clicker's broken. I was like, good. I don't want to do it anyway. They're like, all right, <laughs> moving on. And I love that. And and honestly, this is Kate here. I'm just going to keep saying that so you guys, maybe I'll talk in a really deep voice. You, guys recognize <laughs> me. you might have a career in radio. <laughs> Hello, this is 101.9. <laughs> Roxy kind of has like an ASMR thing going over there. Yeah. <laughs> so mesmerized does anybody else have asmr in their feed a lot oh, oh yeah okay yeah and those videos that you yeah. watch where you're like, like they're, they're chewing like the honeycomb have you seen them when they bite into the honeycomb i don't like Whoa. i like the comb no. the, the comb, comb. So like, yeah. Yeah. I like that that's the business right there yeah. and tangent number one has just been accomplished <laughs> <laughs> My no. spreadsheet. <laughs> but I was just going to say, like, a, a common theme today uh, by Usain Blonde, for me, so uh, this is the first time that I've ever been on stage at a hair show, at any sort of hair conference. I've been on stage plenty of times with education and other events, but this was the first time I've been on stage in front of other hairdressers, and that many of them. I think there was about 120, 130 hairdressers in the audience. And this was my first time speaking, and so... One thing that I realized when listening to all the other speakers is just the vulnerability between each hairdresser. So Kelly, like you opened it up, you were like, I'm going to throw my curriculum out the window and I'm just going to free go or free lance it or whatever I'm trying to freestyle. Yeah. Like you just were like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go with it. And she opened up with a meditation, which was beautiful, and it grounded me because I was third. And so when by the time I went, I was super grounded. And then everyone after me, you know, and I, this being my first time, I was so nervous. And then to watch other hairdressers who've been in this career a lot longer than I have, that have much more experience than I have, to also have maybe notes or show vulnerability or say that it was also their first time on stage, it just it broke the ice for all of the audience. It broke the ice for all of the artists to just be vulnerable. So throughout the entire first day of Bayou St. Blanc, I would say that that was the theme of today. It was just like vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that we're here now. And again, kind of just like keep on riding that vulnerability train. So that that's my two cents. And I will say like as a... This- Brie here and uh, as an attendant of the show I had no idea that Kelly had thrown out her program I like I mean I know you really well and I had no (laughs) clue that you had gone through that thought process you got on stage and did it and it was awesome I felt like it was totally planned so you know way to be adaptable it was good (laughs) I think when you come from a place of vulnerability it helps your your audience connect with you so much more like you're a real person they could be on that stage Mm -hmm. same thing so Mm -hmm. yeah Roxy why don't you tell us what you did today okay what did I do so I got up on stage (laughs) (laughs) I've had a couple whiskeys so maybe my voice is like a little bit more sultry than usual but um so yeah I got up on stage today and it was also my first time um speaking on stage in that way and I was scared shitless but I had a speech prepared I'd been thinking like for months about what I was going to say and just like narrowing it down and writing notes and finally at the last minute I was about to go up and Jane Matthews showed up and I was like Jane is it weird to read my notes on stage and she was like yeah you really can't like you can have them on stage but yeah just 
just don't like read from your notes, which I kind of knew, like you don't want to just be up there reading, but I just could not fathom how I was going to possibly like remember and not just have that mind go blank thing. That's like my big fear is like getting up, just blacking out, like not knowing what to say, not having the words. Um, But anyway, I got up, I started talking and, and it came out. So that was great. That felt really good. And what I actually was there to talk about was um, intuitive color and creative technique, which is what I'm teaching now um, in salons, which is actually sort of just more like a, it's like a, an opportunity to tap into creative, individual creative power and kind of like use that to fuel transformation in careers and personal lives. And um, so, you know, I, I, tried to convey that in the short amount of time that I had and then also did a demo, painted some hair, did some creative work and then kind of like facilitated this hands-on opportunity for people to mix color and paint hair wefts and just like get creative and burst outside of their own comfort zones and it was really fun. I I enjoyed it. I felt like it it went well and it felt like a big... um, it just felt like a major uh, personal challenge and fear, and um, I'm glad to be on the other side of it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of felt like therapy, but outward. Hmm. It was like having therapy, but you get to like put it out instead of like go into inside, like an internalized thing. Mm-hmm. Like a creative. Yeah, like, like a creative a, release. Actually, yeah, good. Art therapy. Art therapy, yeah, That's totally. That's like my secret MO. I'm, totally. I'm, I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm your high school art teacher who like wears the weird clothes. I'm like, <laughs> I love it. I'm just here to like get you excited about your own creativity. Express yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What I thought was so cool about your presentation in particular was that it's not, you know, some people might be like, well, how am I going to ever use that behind the chair? How am I ever going to put that on somebody's head? And it's almost like, it's not the point. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of beside the point. Yeah. I mean, you, you can do that you if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Like, you can make a complete career out of just painting people's hair. But also, it's it's sort of just the practice of getting into your creative self and, yeah. and like, committing to that part of yourself and then making a practice out of it in your everyday life and then seeing what happens from that. Mm-hmm. Just what happens when all of a sudden we have given ourselves permission to be creative and to try new things and challenge ourselves and... It's just so um, empowering and confidence building to do that. Mm-hmm. And I love to see people and, and like facilitate that for people. Yeah. It's almost mm-hmm. like little mini breakthroughs too. Like they're like, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, right. That looks hard. And then they're like, yeah. look at my face. Yeah, it's just like one little step at a time, one little thing at a time. Like you do something you never thought you'd do. Mm-hmm. You paint black color on white mm-hmm. hair. And then, oh, you know, it's so just cool. like these little things that just kind of cause a landslide. They create momentum yeah. for whatever kind of transformation that's actually needed. Is like you start with these little challenges, and it can be just like so powerful. Yeah. Can you? You had a really great definition for magic. Oh, you, okay. So that? I heard this um, maybe a year ago. I think I read it in a book by Starhawk. I don't know if anyone's read Starhawk, but she's like a she's like a uh, feminist witch writer, Ooh. and. She's written books for years, and sh- her definition of magic, or maybe it was her favorite one quoted by someone else, is um, the ability to change consciousness at will. Mm. And 
when I read that, it really resonated with me because I've always been really drawn to magic as a word and a concept and just as sort of like a mystery. And um, But when, when I read that quote, I felt that just as a hairdresser and someone who like works with people's identities and, and sort of like in that container of transformation, we see so clearly as hairdressers like what our effect is on people even if it's just like a trim sometimes like it's just Mm -hmm. even if it's just like our hands on somebody's shoulders Mm -hmm. or like the way that we greet someone when they walk in Mm -hmm. or like the way that we ask someone a question about themselves or Mm -hmm. listen to them actively like Mm -hmm. we change consciousness all the time Mm -hmm. all day long Mm -hmm. we're we're kind of affecting the way that people feel about themselves and see themselves and that's like such a um it's like a very honorable thing and it's a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I just feel like it's really important for hairdressers to understand that position and like that um, mm-hmm. opportunity that we have. Mm-hmm. And like like you teach with the embodiment method, like mm-hmm. just the, the language that we use and the stories and the narratives that we have around beauty, we can just really help to heal people if yeah. we use it in the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I well, I always compare this is Nicole. I always say that hairdressers have these superpowers, right? We're we're healers. We I think we have magic, right? Yeah. Especially hearing your definition that you shared, but it's almost like not knowing how to use it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Or not using it intentionally. Yeah. And using it intentionally for good. Mhm. You know, and if that's what I kept thinking about is like, what if we actually intentionally did this for good? Whoa. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, think I think it's coming into your power, right? Like knowing yeah. the effect that you have on people and that the role yeah. is way mm-hmm. more, it's broader mm-hmm. than just hair mm-hmm. right because oh, i think yeah. we go into cosmetology school like oh i'm gonna do some cool hair mm-hmm. i get to like have fun style i don't have to work like a nine to five mm-hmm. and like we go in for like all the wrong reasons and then we get into it and we're like whoa we have such a bigger impact than like just creating fun color or cuts like we have a way to touch people's lives we have a, a way and like a common word that i've heard over today was permission yeah. And like we sometimes as humans we are just looking for permission for whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And as hairdressers sometimes just listening and giving our client permission to be who they want to be, to do what they want to do. It's like we have this greater impact and that's where the magic is. And I think coming into ourselves as a confident hairdresser means connecting more on the energetic level that is more than just hair. Mhm. Sure. Brie, you have anything to say on that? <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything. It's it's amazing the, the power that we have um, to transform people and how they feel about themselves. And, um, yeah, it's a really, that's an interesting um, concept, like giving people permission to change themselves. We kind of give people permission to be themselves, like talking about negative beauty nar- narratives, like, uh, well, I'm too old to wear that haircut, or I'm too mm-hmm. old to do this, or mm-hmm. too... Um, you know, am I, am I too, I don't know, you know, am I too whatever? Mm -hmm. And we have a responsibility almost to tell them, you know, no, 
Like, I'm giving you permission. Like, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I want to do something that makes you look good. It's mm-hmm. not about your age. It's not about anything like that. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's very, it's like we're very um, empowering. We can hold that space for our clients to really allow themselves to break free of whatever they might be having heavy on them. Like, we all have walls we all have stuff built up on us but like it's really cool for us you know as hairdressers we get to be behind that for a little bit mm-hmm. and it's not we get to take that all off of us and just be open to be able to hold whatever that person who's sitting in her chair needs to get rid of mm-hmm. in whatever way that looks like for them mm-hmm. whether that's they need to talk about their crappy day or they want to just like not speak or whether they need something new and we just allow them to um, be able to do that like not say no I don't think that'll look great on you it's like okay well I love um I don't remember who who said this the other day but they said that they kept asking how do I want to feel how do you want to feel instead of what do you want mm-hmm. how do you want to feel yeah and then like using that as the as the kind of driving force to navigate what what do we need to give them Mm -hmm. do I need to talk softer do I need Mm -hmm. to talk more because they need to hear somebody else speaking because they don't want to be in their own head Mm -hmm. like what you know being really intuitive and playing with that energy I think that's a big part of what a lot of us are doing right now um, in our in our work in this industry is figuring out ways to help hairdressers understand what that exchange really is Mm -hmm. and how we can use that exchange of energy to um, allow the people who we come in contact to go away better than Mm -hmm. they came Mm -hmm. and allow them to feel that empowerment to be able to spread that to others so then it just starts to create a chain effect i believe the hairdressers are going to change the world but that's just my two spots Mm -hmm. (laughs) they have been they have been yeah yeah Yeah. they have been forever yeah yeah Yeah. oh there was an author and i don't remember shoot i'm gonna have to go back and look at this but there was an author that said that the biggest influencer in a community was the hairdresser mm. because they knew everybody's mm-hmm. secrets. <laughs> but can we sidetrack? Because I want to know more about what Brie does. Like, can you? I just want to hear about what <laughs> you are all about. Um, I, I mean, I'm in a bit of a transition period. I'm starting an education brand, branching out from the salon, um, and getting just more into what I want to really be doing. Um, I love my clients and I love um, the years that I've spent working with a lot of them. Um, But I have gotten to a place in life where my um, work behind the chair isn't serving me as much. And I've filled that void with a lot of different things like hair shows and fashion week and photo shoots and traveling. And um, I'm just trying to find something else that um, I can kind of like deliver back to my fellow hairdressers um like you're talking about like like teaching hairdressers how to um better themselves so that they can help better other people because it really starts with us Mm -hmm. um so for me right now I'm working on myself I guess and like trying to get to that um place where I feel comfortable coaching other hairdressers or um just other people on how to better their mindset and to um get to a better place in life and just feel like they deserve it you know because we all do and there's a lot of like unworthiness and like the the fear of being unloved that goes into um 
you know, the reason that we don't reach our dreams or we don't go for them. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, Bray's done a lot of cool stuff. We actually met at New York Fashion Week, and she was killing it. And I was just like magnetically drawn to her. And then everyone said we looked like sisters, even our own sisters. And we just like, just like stuck it out. And um, we're both yeah. Capricorns. Yeah, we're both Capricorns. Oh, we you oh, are? Shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're like, yay, Capricorn party. <laughs> When's your birthday? December 26th. Oh, cool. Oh. Right after Christmas, huh? Yeah. January 6th. And then you're Nine. the ninth. Oh. Yes. I should know that. Nicole, what are you? What do you think I am? Ooh. Cancer. Ooh. Oh my gosh, you're so close. Well, I am. Pisces? Oh, Pisces with um, Cancer Sun and a mm. Cancer Moon. There it is. Oh. And all water. <laughs> all water. All water. Yeah. I love I'm it. Emotional. I'm a Taurus. Ah. Yeah. You guys, can I backtrack for just a second? Yes, I have a please. Thought. My thoughts usually don't Oop. stay long, so I thought I'd mention <laughs> this now. <one>. Yes. <laughs> you know, back to the talking about how we're working with clients and giving them permission and all this stuff. I feel like there's this um, cultural trauma that a lot of hair clients have endured for many years mm -hmm. that when you offer a service that is very compassionate and kind and we're not you know I, the way I run my practice is it's a very it's very collaborative so people that come see me for the first time and sit down and they want me to really direct and like tell them what they should do and shouldn't do I'm like well here's how this is gonna go I need your input <laughs> you know I really want them to collaborate with me because that's where I get my I just came to this like I get my ideas through hearing them mm. right and so like the worst question that you could ask a hairdresser is like if, you, if you're out and, right and someone hears you're a hairdresser like what should I do with my hair and I'm like I have no idea who <laughs> are you what's your star sign you yeah. know like what do you like for breakfast then oh I might God, be able to sure. like channel information but uh -huh. I don't know what I'm going to do on someone until I get to talk to them mm -hmm. you know but anyway so I just I was singing about this like almost like people are shell-shocked when they come in to receive us a healing hair service because they're like have been out there in the world in our hairdresser community that oftentimes like there's lots of stuff that flies in the dialogue and in how people are treated and that's like I, I almost feel like clients need to recover from that too yeah you know yep that's yep. such a great point I didn't even think about it that way yeah and I will say like um I visited Nicole in her salon in October and I was kind of like on this crazy like travel journey like I don't know what the hell I was doing but um, oh, I'm so jealous <laughs> I, was like, I was happened to be in New York and I was like can I please um, I think I booked online I, was, um, I booked it for the same day that my flight was coming in and it oh, like yeah, did not work it. out yeah and so then I came on Friday instead I was yeah. still like what 20 minutes late I had a, a moment in time it was a lot <laughs> And um, I selected balance uh, mm. off the um, menu for Healing Touch, and that was just like, oh, so grounding. Like I'd been on like four different planes by that point, and it was just like, so what I needed. And like even just as you know, as a client, as a hairdresser, whatever, it was just like, 
she gave me permission to like chill. Mm. It was so good. Mm. So thank you. What does that What does that service look like, Nicole? Because now I want one. Yeah, <laughs> it was so amazing. Yeah. Well, you did the work. I just was the conduit. Um, all healing is self healing, FYI. Uh, so my so I offer healing touch with every every hair service that I have, um, and because most of my clients have never had energy work or don't, most of them don't know what it is, I essentially created a menu. I call it the menu for beginners. <laughs> and I've created six different offerings. Um, so there's balance, joy, relax, mind clearing, and replenishing. Um, and each one has a description. And so it's, it's essentially a way for me and my client to set a collective intention for the energy work and then I pick essential oils and crystals and my healing touch sequence based on what they choose, what their energy, like what, how I diagnose their energy system. And ultimately as a, I'm just a conduit. I'm a shepherd. I listen to the energy system and that your system tells me what to do. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, so that happened, uh, like with a haircut that happens, um, before the shampoo at the shampoo bowl. And people can choose between like a five minute sequence, 15 or 30 minute sequence. And it's great. Like my relationships with my clients are, they're so much deeper than they've ever been. Cause there's this new, there's this whole other level of trust and uh, real sacredness that happens as a result of doing energy work. And on my part, it's like I get a mini meditation. <laughs> I get all the benefits from the energy work mm -hmm. when I do it. And uh, can I ask you, like, how that dialogue looked like when you introduced that to mm -hmm. your clients, like mm -hmm. clients that you've had for a long time? Mm -hmm. Because I I question how I would introduce that to my clients. So, mm -hmm. what did that dialogue look like when you started this service? Mm -hmm. Well, I thought people were going to think I was nuts because I like, you know, I came from, I was worked at Bumble and Bumble for 15 years and have a lot of lady bosses and, you know, high powered fashion people. And, um, so I kind of, when I left, I like really rebranded myself and said, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm interested in. What I love about healing touch is that it, there's a, there's a huge science and research component to it. So it really grounds the mystical which for my brain, I, I call myself a skeptical healer because <laughs> I am skeptical. I'm still like, is this real? Is this really real? <laughs> but there's all this great research and science emerging. Um, and so the way I described it, well, one of the biggest pieces of research that has come out of healing touch is that it triggers the relaxation response. And what we know about the relaxation response is that it calms your nervous system down, it lowers your blood pressure, you can sleep better, anxieties lessen, depressions lessen, like there's a laundry list of things that happen. So basically, um, that's one of the main things I tell people is it triggers a relaxation response. And I try to keep it really simple. Um, and I say, the idea with energy work is that you have, so you have your physical body and you have your energy body. And when your energy body is open, clear, and balanced, your physical body can function better. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, I kind of keep it that simple. 
And so what I do as an they're energy. they're like, send me up. Yeah, no, really, really, truly. Yes, so yes. I love like that. Like, I'm like, give me all the narrative. So yeah. what I tend to do, and I'm reading a book right now called The Millionaire Success Strategies, and they, he says, do not oversell the sale. Because I'm that person who wants to tell you all about it. And then you're like, yeah, sign me up. And then I'll continue to tell you more. And then they're like, oh, too much information. And they back out. And so like I oversell the sale where I'm like, damn it. Like they, I had them. And then I just scared them off with all this extra information because I love, I'm so info driven and context driven that I'm like, here's all the information. So I, that was the exact answer that I needed here to just keep it simple. That's pretty cool. I'm just, so I'm just like, it feels so cool start. that we all have all these fun things that we do. And I'm like, hmm, tell me more. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking, I'm like, this could go on all night. Like, easy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to draw from the bucket. Do it. Should we do it? Is mm-hmm. it time? Okay. Yes. I feel like I have all the power right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to talk about? The babe okay. with the power. I so. am the babe with the power right now. <laughs> That's been my theme today is the yeah. labyrinth. I think I've <laughs> so referenced it like five it. times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Okay, so we're just going to like go around and everyone oh, like has to answer or what? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Okay. We make our own rules. This is the one I wrote and I'm like, do I have to answer it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why don't we start with you, Kate? Mm. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. What are I didn't even write it right. What are you most afraid? So <laughs> I know I'm like, what are afraid might nah. <laughs> words are hard. What are you most afraid of right now? Life, career, otherwise. Oh. <laughs> we went there first thing. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, to, you know, today really freaked me out. I mean, this was the first time I spoke on stage in front of hairdressers. And what's funny is I take my first group um I do my first international retreat next week, and I take a group of 10 people into the jungles of Costa Rica. No big deal. <laughs> that doesn't scare me. That has not scared me. I've been working on that for 10 months. And honestly, I will have to tell you that speaking today in front of hairdressers was more intimidating. And what's interesting is I am great at public speaking. I love, like, give me a microphone. Please give me a chance to speak in front of people. (laughs) I love it. But there is something about hairdressers where I was on this, I think what it was too, was like speaking in front of my mentors or on the same stage as my mentors. That was a fear for me. And I think it was just, again, like probably our basic fear that a lot of people have was fear of failure. I had my notes with me and I was so scared to get on that stage and forget what I was going to say or say it out of order or forget an important piece or not get my message heard or not to be accepted by my industry or for people to think that I was a fraud, right? Like, you know, it was just a lot of failure for, or um, a lot of failure, a lot of fear of failure today. And so now that I'm on the other side of it, I can kind of breathe and be like, okay, I can move on. And the retreat 
which is six days, does not seem that scary. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that was my that was my fear. So my next fear, I don't know. I I, I walked through the fire today, Woo! and so I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling good. <laughs> which reminds me of Tony Robbins, which we've oh both God, done. Totally walked on fire yeah. last year. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Tony Robbins was gonna come out today. I don't know whose music it was. It might have been Kate's music or somebody's. I think it was your. It was your. Your, or get or to was know it the you. Rocky song that you heard earlier? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I walked out of the hotel. I'll show you the story. I walked out of the hotel this morning and heard the Rocky theme playing in someone's car. Or I was like, yes, so I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank universe. you, universe. <laughs> oh, God. I have so many fears. Um, I don't know. Biggest fear, huh? Um, I mean, there's always the fear that, like, truth, beauty, and goodness isn't going to reach its potential. And then I'm not going to, I don't know what, I don't know what that even means, but like something that like, I'm not going to fully express what I'm, the downloads I'm getting or something, and it's not going to manifest, but that's not, it's so not, it's so illogical and not true because it's happening, you know? Are you truth, beauty, goodness to yourself right now? <laughs> Are we witnessing it? It's happening. What am I, excuse me? What yeah, am I, what? You're doing yeah. the inner narrative right now. Like, oh, you're, it's kind of cool yeah. because you're like expressing it, but yeah. now you're like countering it like immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's totally, yeah, hello. We teach what we need to learn the most, right? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I do that. Yeah, because... This mind has a lot of fears that come up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise I think I would just pull the covers over my head and be like, see you later. Yeah. You know? But I think everyone has that, right? Like, yeah. everyone has that fear. Yeah. Or some manifestation of it. Yeah. It's just being able to, like, walk through it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Huh. <sighs> Well, um, I've always been a person that has a lot of fears, and um, I think I've I've had this belief from the beginning of life that like speaking fear is also manifesting fear, and mm-hmm. so I have a bit of a fear of speaking about my fears. Fear, fear, <laughs> fear, fear. Um, so I don't I don't like really articulate my fears all that often. I pray a lot about them, but mm-hmm. I don't speak them. Um, so I'm not like. I'm, I'll get as comfortable as I can with it. I have three children, and so like the depth of my fear as a mother is just like a rabbit hole I can't even go down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say like just speaking for today and kind of like lately, what my biggest fears have been have have all been related to like my own voice and my own truth and my own power. I think mm-hmm. feeling just fear around like standing up and speaking what's real to me and like kind of like seeing just the seeing the um the magnitude of how much I can stand in my own way and and like how much there is to overcome Mm -hmm. I think my fear is mostly of myself Mm -hmm. and um yeah I definitely like came up against that today a lot um just just like that voice, that narrative in my head that's always trying to say, you're going to fail. Nobody cares what you have to say. Like, it doesn't matter. Why are you even trying? Mm-hmm. What, you, what you, your voice is not important. Mm-hmm. It's like this, this voice that always, 
always is in my head. And I think in some ways it's um, definitely driven me to challenge myself more and to like just keep trying to, I don't like to even like fight that fear anymore. I've kind of gotten to a, a point where I'm more trying to like integrate the fear mm-hmm. and just like make friends with it and be like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, fear, you're me, I'm you, like you're part of me and mm-hmm. and like this is not going to go away. So how do we... Coexist. How do we how do we coexist? How do we like like you were saying today turn turn the volume down a little bit on you mm-hmm. and like turn the volume up a little bit on the you know more affirming language that I have with myself and like that voice that's that's like loving and compassionate and like holding me. So yeah, I think that's that's it. My fear is like of me. Um, yeah, I relate to all of that. I think fear of failure is like number one. Um, I was talking with a salon owner friend of mine recently. Um, her name is Ivy Overby of Emerge Modern Salon in Denver. Woo. Um, but she, when she opened her salon, um, you know, that was kind of her only option. Like if she wanted to advance any further in the industry, um, she could have you know, maybe worked for a manufacturer or, um, or opened a salon. And she, you know, she's been a really great mentor to me. Um, and we've been talking a lot lately, and she's like, you know, your problem is that you have all this opportunity. There's like, li- you're limitless. I mean, there's like no, um, there's so many choices. There's so many options. So um, I would say for me, like my biggest fear right now is um, choosing the wrong option, mm-hmm. um, taking the wrong path, or yeah, just like losing sight of the like main goal. Um, because we are in a like very amazing time where things like the Left Brain Group exist for independence and um, there's just so much uh, opportunity yeah, for us that um, wasn't really around you know, not too long ago for many hairdressers. So mm-hmm. it's really rad that um, yeah, we get to be here now. But it is, it's overwhelming and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Like, where do I go? Like, maybe I'll just not do anything. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> it's too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, do I have to go now, too? Like, you wrote it. Am I now, right? (laughs) I was like, they're going to hate me for this, but I'm still writing it. It came out. (laughs) It landed on this paper. (laughs) Uh, Well, I can definitely relate to all of you on that. I, you know, today when we were writing down a lot of the things that we negatively say to each to ourselves, it's really funny because when you start uh, really consciously sitting down and allowing yourself to just let that out and, and see on paper what, what things you don't really like about yourself, uh, it, it's really strange to look at them because, you know, you can really go two ways about it and be like, well, I'm going to feed into that and I'm just going to like let that be. Like, that's just who I am. I just am that way and that's how it is going to be. Or, you know, you can choose the alternative, which is trying to flip the script on it and affirm something different. Um, But some of them are really hard and they stick. Um, And one of them for me is, you know, as I'm a big dreamer, if you haven't been able to tell that, like all of my stuff that I've been putting out is like uh, manifesting your dream life because it's something I'm really passionate about, Uh, you know, career stagnation and just people getting complacent and not feeling inspired and just losing that joy and spark of life and it just makes me sad to see people not really wanting to do the things that I know that they're capable of or that they really want and they're held back by which um 
is funny because it's like my blessing and my curse because I'm a big dreamer and I have a lot of ideas and a lot of times in phase one shout out David Bosher and Sid Sherry's from Strother and Dresser because that got in my head today um and I I tend to get a lot of these ideas and and I I want to manifest them very quickly and as I am stepping into a different phase of my career uh, I have a lot of fear surrounding like the what's next part and I used to feel like I was so far below everyone else that I had so much room to catch up and there was like all this space to like get through that I wasn't that afraid of I was just like they just have to be done so that I can get there and now I feel like um I got to this place where I didn't really ever think that I was gonna get to and I don't really know what's next, which is really weird. And so it's a really big fear of the unknown because I'm, I've felt like I've had a lot of control over uh, every step of the way a lot of the times. And now I've kind of gotten to a place where I'm, I'm playing with people that I didn't, like I'm sitting in this room with all of you and it's kind of really cool to be, feel like I'm at this level where I, I don't really see it I, I don't really know what's next I'm like today I just I'm almost like day by day which is really hard for me so like learning to be more present um and not trying to live so in the future and so um there's a lot of fear surrounding like the unknown and the uncertainty of of like what could happen next or like what am I what if I mess up or what if you know what if I can't that's a big one a big fear of mine is like what if I can't handle what I'm wanting like Mm -hmm. I want like I dream of all this stuff and I'm dreaming of you know being on stage in front of thousands of people like it's kind of one of my dreams but um you know it's scary because I think wow what if that gets here too soon and I can't handle it and I just fall apart and I just like ruin it all for myself. And it's definitely like you're saying, Roxy, like I'm definitely my own worst enemy and I'm definitely most afraid of myself because that is just something I'm telling myself to keep myself in fear. And, um, but you know, we all have it. And I think that's a common thing that just kind of went around the table here, if you're listening, is that we are all scared shitless of a lot of stuff. <laughs> I think it's like a really it's like a really American thing too. Like I think it's a really way, human thing. Totally. I mean yeah, it's like in our hard wiring, but like just the way we're kind of raised here, we're manipulated by fear. Mm-hmm. by you know by the media sorry my tinfoil hat showing but oh, no. um <laughs> but it's 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 kind of it's hard to break away from that and mm-hmm. to, yeah. to overcome it but the best things in life are on the other side of something hard right so. absolutely mm-hmm. you'll be ready for phase it four. Mm-hmm. yeah phase four mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Side of things that but shit, yeah. then we gotta go back Shout to one yeah. then we get yeah <laughs> <laughs> favorite thing today is calling out that oh phase. my gosh yes. I know <laughs> Keep doing that all the time. you know it is really funny okay should I draw another one does somebody else want to draw it and start it or do you want me to well, just, doing it? that one seemed like okay. it wanted to go it did imposter syndrome oh well that's really <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be your gibberish one <laughs> oh, it's back here Maybe your own in interpretation there. of yeah. the scribble <laughs> what was it Say imposter it. syndrome oh. Oh. That was my fear, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody feel like starting? Do you want me to start? Because I can speak to that for sure. Nicole, did you 
Um, I would not like to start on this one. No. Okay. I will pass. So, <laughs> imposter syndrome sucks. The end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so for sure, uh, I, I've kind of switched up my game a little bit. I've, I've been a technical educator in this industry for like eight years, teaching haircutting and coloring. And um, the last couple of years, I in my own personal life, I've made a lot of shifts and have felt very passionately about sharing that with the rest of my community. Um, and I decided that I wanted to really pursue uh, bringing meditation, mindfulness, and personal development to the forefront of our industry. And there have been so many times where I think, who in the hell am I <laughs> to be sharing this with other people, especially after we just uh, affirmed what we just did around this table, is that, you know, just because, you know, this is kind of me debunking it out loud, but just because we are sharing things with other people doesn't mean we're not still going through it on our own. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably my biggest takeaway with imposter syndrome to um, kind of, instead of feeding into it, uh, kind of stand up against it and be like, you know what? It's okay. We are humans. And the only way that we're ever going to progress and keep continuously expanding as, you know, collective consciousness and as an industry is if we just share the things like where we're at. And that's really all we can do. Um, and I don't think that's pretending. And I don't think that that's being fake. I think that's just being really authentic is to be honest with you know, and having these conversations, like mm-hmm. being real, like this is real life. Like these are our real thoughts that we're having in the moment because we're reading them off a card and we have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, it definitely can get you though. When you're, you know, on social media or you're, you're putting things out there, you can tend to feel like, who am I to do this? Or I don't feel like this is, this is real because I staged it or I put a filter on it or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, if it feels good in your heart, then it's all good in the so I, Kate Ear. <laughs> so I struggled a lot this last year starting Soul Dressers and working really hard um, to kind of fight my opponent, which was imposter syndrome. And thankfully, I had Destroy the Hairdresser. I had David Bosher to help me um, kind of work through that. But coming out on, like, coming out of it on my own, one thing that I learned, one thing that kind of helped me work through that was authenticity through vulnerability and just like the second I was more vulnerable and opened up to the fact that like I I the the second I opened myself up to be vulnerable in front of people whether it was Instagram whether it was through my friendships through it was with my clients it took that imposter syndrome away because I did. I thought, who am I to start to take people on a retreat to tell them like about wellness when I have my own problems? I'm not perfect. Like, how am I going to be a coach for someone if I'm not perfect? And I can still be a coach if I express to them my own vulnerabilities and how I've worked through them. And so I think that authenticity through vulnerability is something that combats the imposter syndrome. I, you know, I don't entirely, I'm really grateful. I don't 
feel a lot of imposter syndrome right now, to be totally honest. Um, I don't know. I think because I'm more authentically aligned in my life than I ever have been. Mm -hmm. um, and I was actually having a conversation today with someone that I used to work with and saying how, wait, was it, were we talking about, I don't know. Maybe it was somebody in this room. I don't know. I'm half delirious at this <laughs> point. <laughs> I think but it's tomorrow, technically. It's yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. We had this conversation next week, and yeah. I remember, I'm remembering it now because dimensions Time are... Time is a we're not, Yeah, it's an illusion. <laughs> but, you know, when I was teaching for a company, it was very different than now I'm teaching for me and for what I feel I'm being asked to do by something greater... Um, it's a different thing. It's not, it's like, I'll take the imposter syndrome, but you're going to get a shit ton of fear, <laughs> you know, like here, how about that? So it, I don't have imposter syndrome, like with what I'm doing work-wise. Cause I, I also, I, maybe it's also, I'm in my forties too. And that's like, I don't know. There's something about being in your forties that's like, yes. I earned this. Like, I'm here. I did my 10,000 hours, you know, as Malcolm Gladwell talks about. And I don't feel an, I'm not an imposter in that regard. Like, I am a, I am, you know, I feel good about where I was with my craft and I feel good about my healing journey, my spiritual journey. And my thing now is just literally doing the walking through the fear of like, you know, showing up to stuff like this yeah. <laughs> and showing up and not like, like the, cra I mean, I think I was talking, Kate and I were talking about like the physical symptoms that I got in the weeks leading up to this were crazy. It's like new level fear of like, Oh, huh. My back is not feeling, you know, my back's not feeling great or I'm, I think I'm coming down with a cold, but like, is it really, or is it just a physical What were response? you afraid of? leading up to this with so much fear? Um, well, I think it's the, um, you know, the content is, is, I've never heard anybody share about it in our industry. That took a lot of bravery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks. I would have been scared too. Yeah, I think it, it was, because it, it is, it's vulnerable, you know, it's vulnerable. But, um, I think, yeah, wondering if it's really, if it's going to be in service, really, mm -hmm. truly, is it going to land from an ego place? Are they going to, are they going to like me? Yeah. You know, but that's yeah. ego stuff, but really, truly, like, is this going to be of service to people? Mm. I think is the biggest I think fear. it definitely yeah, was. Yeah, that's the hard nice. yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I really hope 100. so. Yeah, but so, I mean... You know, a part of me wants to be like, I relate to this so much. But, but I, I agree with you about being in alignment because as I've, I've, as I've gotten closer to becoming in my alignment with what I'm doing and knowing like that this is my purpose, the less that that imposter syndrome is prominent. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's yeah. starting to fade and yeah. it was very big in the beginning, but yeah. I've done so much self-work and so much work. I worked my ass off for this, yeah. like to get here today. So the more that I've become in aligned yeah. with that manifestation, yeah. it has kind of dissipated. So yeah. I, I understand like why you wouldn't feel that because you are yeah. so aligned with what you're doing and you have been for much longer. 
Um, I think that that Marianne Williamson quote too about the light stuff. You know, she's, mm-hmm. we're not afraid of the dark; we're more afraid of the light. Mm-hmm. And she, I don't know. There's something else about, you know, who are you not to do this? Mm-hmm. And I think about that. Like, well, who am I not to do this? Like, I'm. It's like self-centered fear if I'm not sharing this. Like, what's the alternative? Me to sit at home with this? I did that for like a good ten years. I literally shoved down the thought hairdressers or healers for 10 years I was like not me not me I'm not gonna do that no 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 and then it was like it was either do that or quit so mm. well I'm glad you didn't quit because you really are bringing something totally different to yeah. our industry so thank you <laughs> There's some quote, it's like, uh, who benefits from you not doing it? Who benefits yeah. like from the inaction? Yeah. It's like, yeah, really think, powerful. Think about your favorite artist or musician or chef or, you know, hairdresser. If they didn't do what they did, you know? Right. I think if the person never wrote the Rocky theme. I know. <laughs> Where would, would we be, be here right now? What song would we have <laughs> to like power pose to before a presentation? Would Sylvester <laughs> be as famous so as he is? I, it's a good question. <laughs> would the steps in Philadelphia have the same meaning? No. I don't know. Do you know that he wrote that? No way. Should, so Tony Robbins tells Wait, his what? story. Tony Robbins tells his story. You guys should check it out. Listeners, you should check that out as well. It's a, a crazy story. Sylvester Stallone's story is like mind blowing and the most inspirational, like one that I've heard. He wrote the Rocky theme. No, not the music. The the, the screen, film. Uh, oh, the screenplay. Is yeah. that what it's yeah. called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Clearly, I'm not into film. So. <laughs> screenplay. Yeah. Screenplay. I did not screenplay. Know I think yeah. He wrote that. Yeah. Yo, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also, like, when they got the script, that he also said that he had to star in it. <laughs> that, that was convenient. That was, yeah. That's that was brilliant. a condition. Input. You don't have context. You have input. <laughs> input. Input is about information gathering. Is that not context? It is different from context. Whereas, so I do a, a, a type of coaching called using Clifton strengths and there's different talent themes and so we were talking Kate loves information and loves getting context to things <gasps> I've taken that test yeah hmm. it's, and you? Kelly yeah. you totally have futuristic it's probably number one <laughs> and people with futuristic if they don't know what's coming it's like cutting off a limb uh-huh. it's like we go into fear mm-hmm. yeah you can yeah, totally. It's so much fun. Do you know what? Input? Yeah, There's totally. five. I don't remember the other. I think it's like input. Um, something about like... De- um, Deliberative? No, Developer? You almost said a D, so I was trying I was, to... I think it's like... A, what's the word when you're like um, helping people mediate a... Um, diplomatic? I think is that mm-hmm. a word? I don't know. Is that one in there? No. Maybe I'm just making that up. I should think I'm very <laughs> diplomatic. Yeah. It, was it should be one. Though. It I should be one. Station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> show me. I'll, I would love to. Yeah. Know. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. It's kind of like you use, you find out, well, oh, it's a really long story. Um, it was like what you were talking about today. Like 
lean into the things that you're already naturally good at and that's where your potential lies. Yes. Stop trying to be somebody you're not. Like yeah. Kelly, don't try to put it together a spreadsheet. No. Nope. Like, not gonna happen. Delegate. There's no one, right? <laughs> I'm not gonna happen. I'm not I'm never gonna throw away my script before a presentation. <laughs> and I'm in awe that you did that. I didn't know you did that either. But it's like stop trying to be who you're not and be more of who you are. Yeah. Mm. And that's what strengths-based development is all about. It's super fun. And then you won't have imposter syndrome. Boom. Uh. The just debunked it all. (laughs) Bye. Bye, girl. We burned that one. (laughs) And then we need the little Foxy, do you struggle with imposter syndrome? You know, I'm, like, really sitting here trying trying to relate to feeling imposter syndrome, but I don't think I ever... I probably have... Sometimes, but I just, it's like not something that has really been like a, a theme for me. I think I more suffer from like lonely wolf syndrome, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> which maybe is like the opposite of that. Or I don't know. Yeah. I don't No. Yeah. No. Cool. I haven't. I think it's really cool though what you said, Nicole, about like being in alignment with your truth. Mm-hmm. Then, I mean... I'm sure that we've all experienced it in some way, shape, or form, subconsciously or you know, consciously in in a manner. But um, to allow it to be at the forefront of your life, the only way to really not have that is to be in alignment with your purpose and mm-hmm. and really truly know in your heart that what you're doing is from there, mm-hmm. and then then it disappears, mm-hmm. or at least it should. Yeah, I think I've definitely had. To- many times in life where I don't feel in alignment Mm -hmm. and I'm sort of always sort of like trying to find balance like alignment is just like a practice every day Mm -hmm. always trying to get it and sometimes feeling it sometimes not so it doesn't seem like my I don't feel like I've had a a, like a lack or like a yeah it's just that imposter syndrome it's I I think I experienced something different than that but I can't put my finger on what it is Let's talk about how you get into alignment. So, like, Roxy, starting with you, like, what do you do when you're feeling out of alignment? Like, what do you do in order to, like, get back into it? Oh, my gosh. Is that, like, meditation? Is it yoga? No, is it your gosh. painting? Picks flowers. Ugh. What is it? I pick flowers. <laughs> oh. I do. Like, I pick flowers. I spend time with flowers. Oh, I love That's that. a big one. I just, okay. like, flower medicine. But I would say, like, in general, my kind of what I've come to that's been most potent for me has been all about like um, kind of like body awareness and like somatic work and like checking in and and really like figuring out trying to like tune into my yeses and my nos and how they feel in my body mm-hmm. you know whether it's like a lack of breath I'm not breathing deeply. Something's not right. Something's not sitting right with me. Maybe that's a no. Maybe that's maybe just like really checking into how I'm feeling in my body around like every small decision, big decision, directions. Um, I think that, that coming into alignment to me is a matter of like feeling clear, like a clear channel, feeling like, like I'm breathing openly easily like my connections with other people it doesn't feel like there's any static it's just a very like a physical sensation to me alignment and that and that really is like what clarifies that I am in alignment in other ways is when my sort of like my my physical responses feel easy and clear 
also like obviously doing things that are within my values, but that feels more intellectual to me. And really I'm, I'm like coming more and more and more into my physical body and like mm-hmm. using that as my map mm-hmm. for alignment. I love that. Uh, Very cool. What about you? Um, that was actually my card. I wrote imposter syndrome. Whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually don't feel like I suffer from it. Um, I have maybe in parts here and there, depending on the room I'm in or something. I don't know. But um, I feel like I've experienced it more through other people, whether it be like my partner um, or coworkers or um, just people I've kind of met along the way where they like, you know, or clients, you know, they tell you their dreams and they're kind of like, oh, but I can't because like of X, Y, Z. And it's, it's, it's a, imposter syndrome comes from lack of confidence and like lack of like working to a point where you feel like you deserve to be there and deserve to be in that room Mm -hmm. and um I've kind of always I'm like I want to be in that room Mm -hmm. I'm with those people yeah where's the where's the like best hairdresser in the room I want to go talk to her or him or whatever Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm gonna get up in there and like be their friend Mm -hmm. and um that's yeah I don't know i I I don't know why I put that. I just wanted to hear your guys' like um, kind of experiences with that. It was a little, I don't know, trick trickery. Um, <laughs> as far as like how like getting back into alignment with self, um, I, uh, I recently listened to Tony Robbins' Hour of Power and love that. And so I try to do the fifteen minutes of power. Um, so you five minutes of like physical exercise, like the second you wake up, uh, five minutes of a gratefulness practice. Um, it's usually when I'm walking my dog. Um, and then five minutes of, um, incantation or affirmations. And, um, I'll share one with you guys right now. I had a one written on my mirror recently. It says, I can do anything. I am a bright, loving soul and I have a lot to share. Mm. And, um, Mm. Yeah, I would say that when I was like showering. Funny that, funny that it was you have a lot to share. Yeah, totally. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so. Awesome. What about you? How do you get back in alignment? Mm. Mm. Meditation and yoga, for sure. Yeah. Like meditate every, almost every day. Um, that to me is like where I get my most cl- deepest clarity. Um, and then yoga, getting into the physical body, mm-hmm. stretching, detoxing, clearing my mind, self-love, self-care. Um, and that's, it's, it's funny because leading up to this, being so busy, I, I definitely meditated every single day, but I lost, a, I had a little bit of disconnection with yoga and that, <laughs> that was really, really hard for me. So as soon as I landed in New Orleans yesterday, I went straight to yoga and it just got me right back in alignment, right grounded immediately. And that is my lifesaver. So like yoga and meditation can't go without it. Mm-hmm. Nicole? Uh, yeah, kind of ditto. Um, exercise, body, getting in, yeah. Something about exercise just definitely puts me into alignment. Um, getting quiet, whether it is meditation or journaling or just sitting quietly, device-free. Um, and I do a lot of energy work on myself, so that 
is also a good way to get into alignment um, energetically. Um, and then just basic stuff, sleep, eat, sleeping, eating, you know, that Liz Gilbert, the Eat, Pray, Love, yeah. mm -hmm. wonderful woman, talked to, I heard an interview with her and she's like, I have to get my animal self right first, <laughs> you know, before Basically, I get my yeah. like mental and spiritual self mm -hmm. together. So I always think about that. Like, what does my animal self need first? Cause then it's kind of like starts there and then yeah. builds up. So yeah, food, food is good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I want to add to water. I would say, I wouldn't necessarily say that water is like my aligning force, but it's for sure like my most healing restorative mm -hmm. place to be is mm -hmm. like water bath. I maybe just even washing dishes cause I do it all day. Um, swimming, jumping in lakes, oh, oceans, just yeah. river, any mm -hmm. kind of water source mm -hmm. is really powerfully healing. And like mm -hmm. the, the more I, I don't want to say like the older I get, the more I love it, but like the more I understand, aware. the more aware I am and the more kind of like, the more I understand my own energy, the more I see that like water is very crucial to me. Mm -hmm. And I think especially working with other people's energies, mm -hmm. water is a very cleansing mm -hmm. place mm -hmm. to be. What sign are you again? I'm Capricorn, so, so I'm real I'm, earth. Me too, and I've always been very drawn to water, also being an earth sign. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I wonder if there's a correlation. Holds that heaviness. Weird if I haven't seen those. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you can actually be light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, so and like and like buoyant yeah. instead of just like. Mm -hmm. It's interesting you say that because you know there's three of us Capricorns here. We're all very <laughs> earthy, yeah, and a Taurus, and we're all very like earthy people. But uh, I think I'm always seeking the lightness. Mm -hmm. I'm always wanting to feel light. I'm always like in my upper chakras. I'm like, I don't want to be working on my root. I want to be like up, up, up and high and um, feel very light. And I think that's just trying to kind of maybe counterbalance my very naturally grounded self, which in in turn makes me feel really ungrounded sometimes. Like I always have like, <laughs> you know, some fluoride or obsidian or something to just like keep me down to earth. Mm -hmm. So it's like a fun, kind of a funny little cycle there of going against, maybe, mm -hmm. I don't know, we're trying mm -hmm. to find something there. But um, yeah, so I guess that keeps me in alignment. <laughs> 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 My crystals, which I always have everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, definitely being with my children, I think, keeps me in alignment. Mm -hmm. If I'm feeling a little whacked out and like I'm just going through it I will like you said just no devices and just be like with the kid energy mm -hmm. <laughs> and that always makes me feel less heavy and and like um very clear and connected uh because they're so they're just so pure mm -hmm. and something about them like almost giving me that gift makes me feel so cleansed of anything that might be blocking me that I kind of made up Mm -hmm. or I'm hanging on to um, and definitely meditation and yoga for sure has been a big part of uh, you know helping me to just stay connected with myself and my body I think you know for me I've always had like you know body like issues not not necessarily issues but like oh I'm not this or I'm not that and 
you know, really doing yoga has helped me to connect with that and be like, I'm like awesome, whatever I am, because I don't really, like, what is that definition? I don't really know, but it's, it's fine how it is. And, um, it's your so beauty yeah. narrative. yeah, my beauty narrative is, <laughs> I, that has been one that I definitely that I struggled with, but, um, since doing yoga for sure, just getting in touch with my body and like learning to love every part of my body and how it works and just being grateful for it to carry me through all the things that I want to do mm-hmm. um, is very aligning. Uh, just finding that gratitude in the fact that I get to do what I do and be alive. And that's that's very aligning too, to remind ourselves mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. that we're still above the ground. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm still up here. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely gets me sometimes. Um, yeah, and then meditating and just be really going inward and checking in with my inner self and my inner bodies and and just checking in with everybody and be like, hey, what's up here? How are you doing? Okay, cool. Let's move on. And um, that's been a really big blessing um, to keep going, especially keep going and growing and progressing both, you know, on myself and in my career. So, yeah, all the things. And I should drink definitely more water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well... I think we can probably wrap this up. Are you, any closing closing remarks? Anybody want have anything else you want to just close with or say? Come to Bayou Saint Blonde next year. Yeah, definitely. Here. <laughs> well, I just want to say it's an honor to sit around this table with you ladies. Mm-hmm. Yes, ditto. And Thank you all. Yeah. yeah. I really, could, truly. I could keep going all night. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's kind of funny we because have so many more this, this, this just became a, a like random thing. I said, hey, <laughs> right. we have all this stuff. Let's do a podcast. And I kind of like said that to myself in my own head. And then I was like, oh, we're doing a podcast. And then I'm like, hey, Kate, we're doing a podcast in our room tonight. She's like, oh, oh, we are. Well, wait, wait what time? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I started inviting people. <laughs> So it just happened, and I'm really grateful that you guys all just like committed to my my insanity for you know doing this because it's pretty cool. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you. Anytime. I'm just grateful nice. that you're Kelly. You are just such a proactive person, and I'm very <laughs> grateful to be your friend because oh. I love your energy. Um, so the fact that you just like made this happen, that you brought the stuff and or the equipment, and you got us all together and you're like okay this time room 201 be there and we're gonna make it happen and it was just really i love it so thank you for yeah, making it happen yeah. it's my honor really it's 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 fun i love it i love being like a little gatherer I like to gather humans tiny round table <laughs> yeah you know, this is a re- actual, actual round actual. table right now <laughs> and um yeah really seriously and i was like who do i ask to even be on this and it just it, you know, I don't believe in coincidences, so I think everyone in this room, like, it's it was meant to be for some sort of reason. Maybe we'll find out mm-hmm. at some point why. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I was like, I want everyone. I love everyone here. You and <laughs> I'm like, you, you. Well, I'm like, wait, I got four mics. We're going to have to, like, narrow this down real quick. But, yeah, I hope to do this more. So if you all love this and you're really liking hearing multiple people on the podcast, let us know. Drop us comments in the um whatever that thing is, podcast, little commenter box thing, <laughs> wherever it is when you're looking at it. On your screen. <laughs> on your screen somewhere. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just DM us or let us know uh, what you liked and what you want to hear more of. And we can hopefully get more of these going. Yeah, this year would be awesome. 
So thank you everyone for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. 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 Peace. Bye. We're going to bed. Bye. <laughs>